Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Hey, what is up, everybody? Hey, Kevin. Hey, John. How are you? I'm great. Wonderful. I'm stoked to be back for the penultimate, penultimate. episode of our breakdown of Eraser. Yes. it's. Um, we were just talking about this movie, um, how it's it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, but the word the word that you or the, the, the phrase that you used was it it lacks some joy. It's not fun. There's no yeah. There's no there's no sense of fun to the movie. Right. I was thinking of other like it feels like everybody that was there was just there putting in the work and collecting the paycheck mm-hmm. and like it just feels clinical. Yep. Absolutely. But the same way. Like other mid '90s action movies like The Rock and Bad Boys and Speed and True Lies, even other Arnold movies, I felt like are fun though. Yeah. And this one's just like it's a it's a grind, you know. And even even with and this chapter that we're about to talk about probably has the most outlandish shit in it yeah. of the whole movie. But even it feels like it doesn't feel like it's making any effort to make yeah. that an enjoyable thing. We just did Con Air, which yeah. if nothing else, you it would say it was fun, though. Fun as shit. They, made, they went out of their way to make the movie fun. But even older Arnold movies like um, Predator and Total Recall... And yeah. Commando and, and Running Man are fun. Like, I just don't know why this movie lacks that. Yeah, I, I think maybe maybe people sort of, they knew what it was going into it. You know, maybe from the script or yeah. the lack of one, all the different versions or whatever. And maybe, I don't know. We, we're talking it up in a big way, so we hope you, hope you no, guys will keep what listening. It is, it's still like a solid, it's a serviceable actioner. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't, it just is like... But why isn't it more fun? Like Arnold, even more so, I would think, than Stallone and some of the other guys. Like his movies tend to have a tongue-in-cheek nature to them. Yeah. You know, like, because you just can't take Arnold that seriously. Yeah. But this one seems like it's almost like a drama with action. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it feels a little lost and a little meandering, and they couldn't quite figure out what gear they were trying to go into, and then, like, the weird side quests and stuff. It just... It's sort of all over the place. Yeah, it's a heavy, it's a heavy grind. And, and I wonder if too, if if a lot got cut out. I think I feel like the script was in flux all through, right? Throughout, because yeah, there are bits that we'll we'll talk about where you felt like, wow, if it wasn't for these great actors in some of the parts, th- there's really not much on the page. Yeah. Nothing. So yeah, what what has happened up to this point? A lot. So, but not yeah, really. So we got um. <laughs> Schwarzenegger, he's this character eraser. He's like the specialist witness protection guru for the U.S. government. And he's been charged to protect uh, Vanessa Williams as a character named Lee Cullen. Right. Who was going to testify against 
a big government contractor, like weapons manufacturer. So she doesn't realize that she's in great danger, but yeah, she's got people trying to kill her from all directions. We find out that Eraser's mentor, a guy named Garen, that's James Kahn, right. he's a bad guy. It seems like everyone, basically, almost everyone is bad, yeah, except for Eraser and Eraser's boss, presumably. That's James yeah. Coburn. Yeah, Beller. Beller. And then, um, obviously, Lee Cullen, the witness, is like not in on it. But yeah, they've what they've and then Johnny who we met at the very beginning of the yeah. movie but he's like a mob and a, and a stooge uh, and he he was a uh, an informant or he yes. dimed on the mob that's Robert Pastorelli and, and, and we haven't seen him and he's like at all since. he's been the the cheeriest most jovial probably character thus far in the yeah. movie but we haven't seen him in a while right um so yeah Daguerrean has staged some sort of a a ruse. They've been killing a few witnesses to try to flush out Lee Cullen, try to get a racer to lead them to Lee Cullen. It hasn't worked so far. Racers seems a little suspicious, right? They tried to kill him or frame him for the murder yeah. of another agent. He jumped out of an airplane without a parachute. Um, lived to tell the tale. Lived to tell the tale. No he, broken legs. He's now again. like a, on a, He's dashed to New York to meet Lee. He saved her in a zoo. Right. Um, there were alligators everywhere, like ripping dudes limb from limb. Yeah. And they escaped that predicament. And I think that's where we pick up. That yeah. was a that was a wordy recap. No, it's fine. It was beautiful. Don't change anything. <laughs> so yeah, we open with cops swarming the zoo where all hell is broken loose. Helicopter hovering over the scene. weren't Wasn't the exits to the zoo sealed off? Yeah. Like I don't. I guess a racer can do anything. Yes. Particularly when it's off camera. Cause it happens. We're, we're going to, it's going to become a theme. I think in this chapter of the movie is like, he keeps slipping through these impossible to escape scenarios, but it's never shown. Right. It's just like, and cut to the next scene. Yeah. It's like, oh, he, I guess he got out of here. So yeah, they yeah. had specifically first thing they did was lock down the zoo. He and probably yeah. threw her over a fence and then sure. removed Bend, the wall. No, he ripped the bars. Yeah, there was apart. a feat of a feat of strength off screen. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Beller, that's Daguerrean and Erasure's boss, James Coburn, has arrived on the scene. Daguerrean tells him that Erasure killed three of his men. He took him out like that. <laughs> so Beller is skeptical and says he doesn't believe what Daguerrean's saying. Daguerrean says, "Yeah, well, his prints are on the gun." Beller incredulously asks, "You ran prints on him already? That's moving fast, Robert." I like Beller injecting some logic. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, this. how? Yeah, he, this just happened. Did, did you fifteen minutes ago? Crime lab is here. So in, you, in screenwriting, you, China is here. Oh, anyway, <laughs> in a screenwriting class, uh, we had a teacher tell us, like, if you ever have a plot hole or something that you know in your script that you're like, then. Sometimes you just draw attention to it. Yeah. And it lets the audience know you're aware. Yeah, I'm it's like, aware. It's like, I know, please don't that's email moving, me. That's moving fast. That's moving fast, Robert. But very <laughs> like, even though he said he's sort of like a laughing. Yeah. So Daguerrean stops him and gets real serious saying, hey, I saw it with my own eyes. Um, Beller repeats that it doesn't make sense and asks why Eraser would do this. Daguerrean explains that Eraser has no family, no friends, nothing to keep him honest, and that he probably just sold out. Beller still can't wrap his mind around it, saying he's no. I've known John for years. Daguerrean cuts him off. Again. Yeah, he smells some bullshit. Yeah, like uh, Daguerrean is weaving 
one hell of a tail. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this guy, this guy has, your has, very best, your very best agent who has no reason, has never shown any reason ever to do anything remotely <laughs> similar, has suddenly gone off the rails. So uh, Daguerre cuts him off again, interrupts his boss again, saying, hey, we're losing time and asks, why, if a racer's so innocent, is he on the run? Coburn gives great face at being cut off at this scene. I love oh, yeah? the face that he gave. Oh, yeah. Old kinda pro. Like, kind of like, the fuck are you? <laughs> Whippersnapper. So Beller asks about the witness. Garen says that she's also in on it. That's convenient. That worked out conveniently because he says, uh, you know, she shot one of my guys. Yeah. Which she did. And then but Bella- it worked out well for him because yeah. this actually makes it seem a little bit plausible that well, he might Bella, be right. Beller is again like, how the fuck does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Garrett cuts him off again saying they approached her, ID'd themselves, and then she just shot one of their guys. Beller for now seems to acquiesce and tells Garrett to bring them in, but to bring them in alive. Which is of course what you would do, I think, in anyway, any event, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, especially because, well, Arnold's white. She's part white, so she could be, a, <laughs> she could be collateral <laughs> damage. Um, for the for law enforcement. So Daguerre tells the police to start a citywide manhunt. Shouldn't I want that, this town locked up so tight it'll make his balls ache. Shouldn't that have been done already? Like, let's put out the APB on him. It's like, what? Why are you just now doing that? I feel like I think probably he was trying 30 to minutes or, on the sly. But I feel like 30 minutes or an hour is probably past. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. If he's taken alive by the police, then yeah. it becomes harder to murder him, right, I suppose. Exactly. But, man, James Conn can get away with delivering any lines, including that, like, yeah, I want to lock this titty. Wait, no, not the titties. Sorry. We're gonna lock. No, free the titties. Free the titties. <laughs> I want this town locked up so tight it'll make his balls ache. Oh, Jimmy Con, yeah. rest in peace. R.I.P. Brother. So, cut to an exterior of a sh- of a church where we see Eraser and Lee have taken refuge. Eraser calls Beller, who answers from the helicopter. You can't hear it. On a phone, on the doubtful. No, it has to be in the headset, right? You're not going to hear shit. Eraser tells him that Daguerrean is the bad guy, that he's after Lee and killed the other witnesses just to flush her out. Beller tells him he needs to come in, but Eraser Eraser says that's too dangerous. Beller points out that Eraser is the one putting her in danger at this point, that they could both end up dead. That's he, Beller's the smartest guy in the room at He's this great. point. Yeah, I've got federal agents to say you are the shooter. I have federal people. <laughs> All the federal people. <laughs> the federal people said. So Eraser tells him that Daguerrean's been bought and his witness knows too much. Beller counters saying he's got federal people that yeah. say Eraser's the traitor. After a long pause, Eraser says he'll call back when he has proof and just hangs up. There's great work from Coburn with such a oh, flimsy yeah. little character yeah. that he's got. He's like subtly projects that he believes a racer oh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's like authority, um, wisdom in, in a stressful situation. He's kind of law enforcement officer you hope is yes. like, you know, running things. So racer turns to Lee and says, it's all gone too far and that we're on our own now. She asks, well, what the <laughs> fuck are we going to do? He says... They won't last long on the run, and they need to turn up some hard evidence fast. Funny, so, funny he should ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's so, got it. Yeah, as luck would have it, Lee produces the copy of the disc she made <laughs> at Cyrez, explaining that she was supposed to give it to her reporter friend. Eraser then, like, sort of with pursed lips, like... <sighs> Suck through the teeth. I hate, I hate to tell you, but your friend's dead. She's <laughs> yeah, she's distraught. Eraser tries to tell her it's he not said, your fault. They killed her. 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 They killed her. They killed her. her. They killed her. So she's kicking herself for making the copies. Says that now it's going to get them both killed. Eraser says the disc may be the only thing that keeps them alive, but they have to figure out what's on it. Lee says, "Do they there's really no- though?" No. 
don't I, just show it like, to the FBI and say this, the disc yeah, and say this is evidence from Cyrez. You're going to want to take a look at this. They don't. It has the potential, I guess, to clear them right and incriminate. Yeah. The Cyrez people and maybe the DeGaron and the undersecretary. We right. don't really know what's on it. That's the only thing I can think is they don't really know what's on it. Right. So they don't really know if it's going to clear them. Well, I guess she kind of knows. She kind of knows what it is. She thinks it's this clerical error. It's going to show some illicit deals. Right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sort of like they caught Al Capone on income tax evasion. That's what this all kind of boils down to. It's, yeah. it's like the untouchables, but worse. So, uh, yeah, Lee says there's no way to figure out what's on the disc to, like, run it outside of the Cyrez compound. Eraser says, then we're going to have to do it from the inside. I love that he's going to put her life in danger yeah. like that. Okay, yeah, we're going in. So <laughs> You're she, coming with me. She points out that the place is an impenetrable fortress and that baddies will be expecting that. And he says, I'd hate to disappoint them. I'd hate to disappoint them. Just then a priest appears, <laughs> telling Eraser, the streets are clear. The police return to the safety of their donut shops. Nice. The priest is coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, for real. Eraser introduces Lee to Father Rodriguez, former cartel member and another witness that he helped relocate. Um, it, and damn if this isn't the second time, like in a few minutes, that he's overshared someone else's story. Yeah, that's exactly what he I was thinking. He testified against putting, the Colombian cartel. Putting a lot of people's <laughs> lives in danger. And this, and this dude's just like, uh, you shouldn't even be here, man. Loose. Lip sync ships eraser. <laughs> yeah, for real. So the, the priest then asks, is there anything else I can do to help? Eraser says they need a car for a couple of days, which Father Rodriguez is like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> cut to our nation's capital. Our heroes have made it back to where Man, they started. How did they get out of the city? <laughs> it's in, Yeah, they locked it down. They locked it down so tight. To, yeah, his balls should be. Well, it, that'd be funny if he's like, my balls helped. <laughs> once they got back to Washington. But once again, yeah, they've, they've escaped the he drag knows, net. He knows how. He knows He people. does. It's like the Underground Railroad for, oh, like, <laughs> corporate espionage and treason. So our heroes have made it back to, to D.C. Eraser parks the loner outside a gay club and enters. Inside, a drag show is happening on stage to the strains of the Weather Girls, It's Rain and Men. It was like Hallelujah. Shades of Raw deal. Yeah, very much. And, uh, and also of Tango and Cash. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, Eraser scans the place, spots Johnny from the movie's <laughs> opening scene, the, the mob guy we were talking about, He's working back. as a bartender. Finally, I, and we've talked about this before too, but it's like this movie would have been way better if he'd been in the movie like throughout. Somehow, yeah. if, they'd managed if he had to bring been him back. like somehow, and I don't know what he could have been other than a witness. He doesn't have uh, federal agent vibes right. about him. Or if he'd but, been, if he'd been the Tom Arnold character that was like helping him. Yeah, that kind of. He thing. could have just been an old buddy that's not like a someone that has to disappear for two right. acts of the movie like, and then t i guarantee it's like he got written out that was it that was all it was supposed to be and then they were like watching and they're like man we got to bring him back we gotta bring him back we got some somebody's gotta save this shit so <laughs> he walks up and tells johnny that they need to talk immediately they move to a quieter section of the bar <laughs> i guess it's quieter it literally took three steps to the left when he was walking into the club he told lee you know there's no one else i can trust uh, How is that possible? Like this dude that he's met one time. What about the priest? Is the only person in, in all of Washington D.C. Does he, that's the guy not have any other close police friends that aren't? Any other people in witness protection? Like I work he, alone. He, he's got I guess no he did one. Say, I work alone. He's got no one to lean on except former witnesses whose lives he's placing in danger. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me is that he's like willingly putting these people in in danger. I feel like he should call some of the other. Um, Call some of the other Julius Benedict clones. Yeah, exactly. From the other he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have anybody in any other law enforcement that he can call. It just doesn't make any insane. sense. I've only I guess it's because he's sort of not supposed to exist. 
He's met Johnny once, though. That's what gets me. It'd be different even if if Johnny had been his witness. But it seemed like from the open, right, that was the first time they had laid eyes on each other was yeah. that 30 minutes that they and had why, together. why did he get sent instead of... I think because he's the, the, the black ops guy, yeah. right? Or the shadow ops. So shadow stupid. ops still have some the privileges. So stupid. Anyway, yeah, they moved down the bar where it wouldn't be any quieter. And Johnny asks <laughs> if it was Eraser's idea to set him up with this cover. Eraser points out that at least he's safe from the mob. Which Johnny's like, yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> so Johnny says that though no self-respecting wise guy would ever be caught dead in a place like this, sexist he doesn't want to raise i was a uh, homophobic yeah, exactly, really. yeah he doesn't want um eraser to let any of the patrons know that he's actually straight which is funny because yeah. he, doesn't want, he doesn't want to break any heart pastorelli is so good in this role yeah um eraser reminds johnny of his oath in the first scene to help him out if he is ever in need of anything johnny seems pumped and tells his fellow bartender to cover for him while he helps his friend out and then the bar, the other guy's like, who's he? He looks rough. He looks rough. And then Eraser teases Johnny about the situation. I uh, like, like that, that they're like, and I love Johnny. Do you two need a minute? Like, and he's Evan, like, it's like, Evan, he worries about me. I liked, it was funny, but it didn't smack of like homophobia. No, it's I thought not, it was a I well thought, done scene. I thought, I thought that like that Johnny actually, like maybe he doesn't consider himself to be maybe a self-respecting wise guy and that he actually is like, yeah. These are good people. And Absolutely. Just, yeah. I feel like that and, dude and, and Evan is like, like, like Evan worries about me. And that's like, that's heartwarming to me. Yeah. So cut to inside of the loner car. Johnny's getting the story straight asking, you want me to help you break into Cyrez? So he says he thought a racer needed help moving a sofa or something, but sure. All we're going to need is some tanks, a couple of rocket launchers, a set of balls like the King of Bayonne. I don't even know what that means. So as referring to the unsuccessful siege of Bayonne by Alfonso the Battler, King of Aragon and Navarre that lasted a full year from 1130 to 1131. Okay. And yeah. apparently he had big old balls to like. <laughs> well, it's because he like. Brazen. It, uh, it, and then I think that the, the story goes is that like he, it was a siege that he couldn't probably win anyway, but he's like, fuck it. Yeah. We're doing it live. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then eventually he like challenged the, whoever it was hold up in the castle to one-on-one combat and like broke Did it go the down? leg. It went down. Oh, and that's so awesome. That, and then, yeah, so it was a pretty interesting story. How how or why whoever included that I don't know. That piece of knowledge. Was Johnny that? like a world history, like a history major? I love, <laughs> I love to think of him like acing Jeopardy. They just didn't like have Wikipedia back then, so no, Johnny exactly, was yeah, like reading well his, read. uh, his Encyclopedia Britannica. He's well read. So <laughs> Eraser passes him some Alka-Seltzers and says that's all he's going to need. They drop Eraser off at the hospital and plan to meet up later. Eraser walks toward the emergency room entrance, fade to the National Mall. DeGaron waits on a park bench in front of the Washington Monument. This is like a decent time to mention that dudes are puffing cigarettes yeah, in this movie. Time, like that, smoking. You don't see that anymore in no. movies, really. Um, a limo arrives and picks him up. Inside are Undersecretary Harper and Cyrez Executive Morehart, who we met in earlier parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. The Undersecretary is angrily demanding to know what the hell went wrong, I guess, with what's-her-name being Lee being alive still. DeGaron says he'll have the situation under control in 24 hours. Undersecretary is not satisfied with this. DeGaron says, yes, they're problems, but they're solvable. First thing they need to do is cancel their upcoming shipment. Morehart says that's not an option. Undersecretary points out that they can't be sitting on 10 tons of weapons that aren't supposed to exist. That's a great point. DeGaron <laughs> says, I am the eyes and ears of your world, gentlemen, and there's too much heat. The undersecretary replies heatedly, you don't get it, do you? The money has changed hands. These are not the kind of people you cancel on. Like <laughs> shrieking at That him. was another very memorable line, though, when I was rewatching. Yeah. I, was, I remember that line. I also, though, feel like the buyers would probably rather 
like postpone the exchange, then do it, <laughs> and then get busted, you know, then fall into some sort of a yeah, trap. Yeah, I feel like you, you just make the call and say, There's they're the, onto us. They're onto us. We low. need to change it up or change the yeah. location or yeah. something, right? And I feel like that's pretty easy to do. I feel like they would want... The, the buyers would want that. To, they'd rather be safe yeah, than they sorry, want, they, I think. Yeah, like, <laughs> they want less liability, not more. <laughs> no, we're doing it. We're doing it this way. Yeah, the undersecretary seems like a kind of an idiot in that regard. So he tells <laughs> Daguerrean to get the guns out of the country tonight or you're dead meat. So Daguerrean looks fit to pop. Undersecretary then asks, how, how, well, how are you going to do this impossible thing that I've asked you to do? It's uh, the, the, the whole vibe with these three is like, they're all hostile towards each other. Yeah. You know, like I was under the impression watching it up until now that they were like, they were all in cahoots, you know, that they had all been former CIA buddies together or something. And they were doing this thing, but no, it's kind of like they all fucking just hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how they all, how they find Strange each other. bedfellows and all that. Layla, Layla, what are you doing back there? Come out. Come on. Come Layla, come here. Special shout out to our guest host, Layla the dog. Layla the dog, who's so curious. Um, So Daguerrean says it's a sure bet that Erasure is going to try to break into Cyrez because figuring out what exactly is on that disc is the only way for them to clear himself and Lee. The undersecretary says, fine, it better work. The disc, the girl, the guns, by dawn, they don't exist. That's another like line that I remember. I think that was in the trailer, actually. It's good It's too good. And it's like, so... Apparently, though, we don't quite know exactly what's on the disc. It does seem like it's stuff that would incriminate also the undersecretary and well, Garen. Like, I don't know if it's money transfers to these guys. From the very beginning of the movie, when we saw what was on, like, flashing up on the screen. Yeah, I mean, it's pictures of the guns. Right. So, but we just don't know who's implicated right, yet. Right. So, cut to outside Cyrez headquarters. A news crew is reporting that the House Armed Services Committee... We'll begin hearing on the Cyrus scandal in two weeks. Inside, in the security headquarters, Morehart is freaking out, but Daguerrean tells him to do as he's told, and tomorrow you'll be chuckling about this in your kiss-ass country club. <laughs> that was so like, good. Uh, that was shit definitely rolls downhill in this movie. Like yeah. the undersecretary's just shitting on uh, uh, Daguerrean, and then yeah. now Daguerrean's shitting on Morehart. Oh, yeah. But that was just a brutal takedown. Yeah, he, Un, unprovoked. Yeah. <laughs> he asks who's running security. Morehart introduces him to the head of security. That actor... That dude is familiar. Yeah, I had to look him up. His, his name, he's the redundantly named Patrick Kilpatrick. Oh, boo. Is his name. He was his the, parents should be ashamed of themselves. He was the evil serial killer Sandman in the Van Damme movie Death Warrant. That's what I recognize him from. But um, yeah, he's just a memorable looking dude. He's in something else and I'll have to look it he's, up later. He's one of these guys that's worked a ton, but that yeah. death warrant was the one that I was like, that's, I recognize he him He sort of that. looks like a, like a less handsome Jack Palance. Yeah, he's got the, the, the high cheekbones and everything. Yeah, yeah very. Like, a, yeah, so this head of security, Daguerrean tells this guy that he wants to keep everything nice and low profile. You ever do any wet work? Only on three different continents. Well, you want to impress me, Slick? Do your fucking job. <laughs> DeKaren is in fucking rare form yeah. today. He, asks, he is going in on yeah. people. I feel like that's the real Jimmy Conn. Yeah, like, I, 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 I think like he was kind of that. I think he was kind of a hard ass to people, and that's why he wasn't working like yeah. your Pacinos and De Niro's. He's just a little bit abrasive. I read interviews like where he was being a prick to the interviewer mm-hmm. and stuff where, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is like, he's, I think he's just that guy, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's a, a 
sort of a prima donna. So he asks how many extra people that he can bring in for the gig. Head of security says they've got 12 heavy hitters coming in. They can do whatever it takes, quote unquote. And those guys are supplementing the 20 men on the regular squad. In this movie and others, there's like an endless supply of mercenaries. Yeah. Like who will kill and do treason and Yeah, unlike and Schwarzenegger. Well, they're, yeah, they're all guys that work for like Blackstone or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like Halliburton guys. We've got our own private army. Like just literally dudes that'll do anything for money and they don't mind killing people. And that's why the world is a piece of shit. <laughs> so... Daguerrean is okay with these numbers. These numbers are acceptable to Daguerrean and, and tells the <laughs> Wait, guy. Wait, hold on. Can, what numbers? Oh, the numbers of, of goons? Yeah. We got goons on goons on Go- goons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Daguerrean is, finds these numbers acceptable and tells the guy that his, um, that his own man at the entrance is to receive the Cyrex team's full cooperation. That's Calderon, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So security, <laughs> security guy says Daguerrean's man's already dialed in and that the entire building is under video surveillance. Daguerrean says Eraser will be able to get in no matter what, which that's a, that's a major, that, there you go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the whole city of New York is locked down. He's going to be able to get in no matter what. <laughs> yeah, so why are we bothering? <laughs> you may as well not have doors. So just let him in. So Leave the window open. It asks um, where he'll be trying to go. So Morehart says the only terminal that can run the disk is in the secure server area, which only has one way in or out, which mm. we saw earlier in the movie when uh, Lee was, was down there downloading things with that weird computer. DeGaren seems content with all this and says all they need to do now is wait. So down in the lobby, Johnny slips in, just <laughs> right in, this right is past one of security. My, this is one of my favorite scenes I was like, in the what movie. What the fuck? Right, just right in. How did he und- get in there? I'm a piece of. Oh, okay, yeah, fine, he looked the party. Had like How this get bizarre the hat on. How did he get through the gate? Exactly. Anyway, so Johnny slips in in a very conspicuous pizza delivery get up. Security stops him and, and tells him that no unauthorized deliveries are allowed. <laughs> Johnny might no unauthorized deliveries are allowed. <laughs> I can eat to the deliveries. <laughs> I love that. He's like he's like telling the guy, relax, relax, I'm just messing with you. Like, Johnny Mox is so good, man. So funny. They like keep, like keep trying to like weasel his way in. The co- the commotion gets the attention of Calderon. Uh, who has a couple more security goons come and grab Johnny. They slam him face first against the wall and frisk him. Dude, did you catch what he was saying when he was like telling him, you know, these pizzas, if they don't, they're coming out of my paycheck, I'm saving up to buy a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was ad lived. It had was. to be. That's it had so, to be. It's too good. I'm so, saving up for a computer. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't notice that. He tells the guys he's got a bad heart and a very good lawyer. Security says he's clean and the pizza's legit. The pizza looked a fucking killer, I, dude, I would didn't get it? Down on that pizza, uncured right pepperoni. It yes. looked like. Mm. Um, during the confusion, Johnny pops the Alka Seltzers that Eraser gave him earlier in his mouth. Calderon tells Johnny to hit the road, but Johnny doesn't respond. And he spins Johnny around, and Johnny's foaming at the mouth. He collapses and fakes a seizure. Morehart, watching from the command center, orders security to get Johnny to the infirmary and call an ambulance. Oh, dude, it's bad publicity. I just um, have you been? Are you aware of the existence of that Chris Pratt show that's on Amazon now? The like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the Terminal List. Yeah. I was watching it the other day, and uh, fucking uh, Nick Chinland is in it. Billy Bedlam slash Calderon. I was like, seriously, like twenty five years older, you know. But I was like, holy shit, that's, that's, that's the dude. I wonder now if it, if it's a if it is in vogue. Like people our age are the ones that are now Remember making these movies, guys. and they're like, man, that dude that played Billy Bedlam was fucking off the chain. We were just um. 
recent events, Aaron Rodgers just showed up yes. to like Packers training camp dressed as Cameron Poe. Unbelievable. So good. And it's like, yeah, I think it is like, it's just it, the is, times, is baby. the moments. Maybe uh, Nick Cage, Aaron Rodgers, we know you guys are listening. Shout out to Daniel Day-Lewis. We know you're listening <laughs> yeah, to you. Thank always. you guys. Um, He's uh, the president of the fan guys. club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's coming back in the zeitgeist. It was great to see Nick Chunland. He's still doing basically the same shit, like just yeah. being like generically kind of evil. I do say like he, he's not a memorable looking guy, but his voice is memorable. Gravelly. To me. Yeah. Oh very, yeah. Very, oh yeah. <laughs> very cool. Peeled her like an onion. If she knew anything, she talked. Uh, gross. <laughs> why, why are you, you so, why, okay, why are you coming right now? Why, yeah, why, I can see your boner through your, <laughs> through your jeans guy. So Daguerrean calls Schiff, who is supervising the shipment of the rail guns, the EM guns. Schiff says they'll be on the road within the hour DeGaren says they better be or he needs to know why they're not. DeGaren's feeling the heat from yeah. the undersecretary. Yeah, from undersecretary. That dude, that's his name. He's a federal <laughs> people. So back at Cyrez, an ambulance rolls up. The EMTs are none other than Eraser and Lee in disguise who are waved right through. And this is the shot where you can really see the Cyrez campus. Yeah. Where it's like. The gate is nowhere near. It's pretty secluded. It made you wonder in Act One, like where were those FBI guys set up? They were looking, like peering in her window, across basically the, across the street. They were like a good mile Doesn't away or something. Doesn't make any sense. But also, yeah, they are just like, well, this checks out. They've been waiting for you. What happened though? Aren't there going to be real EMT- EMTs that show up at some point, right? Yeah. Maybe. Like they didn't intercept the call. I don't. Or maybe think. they killed the real. Oh M- shit! EMTs. <laughs> That's dark. dark. Yeah. <laughs> you took the so, darkest timeline. Yeah, yeah. So we see them arrive in a loading dock, which is also seen on a monitor in the security command center. No one seems to suspect anything so far. The ruse is working. Lee looked as suspicious as a person can look. She was wearing the huge aviators. Yeah. Like in a, in a ball like, cap. What the fuck is? What's that? What's that EMT doing? But wouldn't the security have pictures of? Yes. Eraser and Lee. They would already know. Be on the lookout for these two people. What? No. (laughs) What do they look like, DeGaren? Figure it out. One looks just like Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one you saw in Playboy, probably. So in the infirmary, the medics say that Johnny's stable. Johnny's fidgeting with his heart monitor and unplugs a wire that makes him flatline. Oh, Johnny, why the, the fuck would he even I, be doing that? I love it, that he starts to like laugh at it. The medical <laughs> staff calls a code blue, even though he's conscious and trying to tell him it was an accident. They put that like they put that piece yeah, of they, foam in his mouth they or slap whatever. Slap a gag on him, roll in a crash cart, and zap him a couple of times. And he's obviously not coding. I feel like that would kill you, right? Yeah. Does that stop your heart if it's? I feel like it probably. If you have a normal would. rhythm getting yeah. zapped, yeah, but they zapped so. him twice. Yeah, they zapped. So they increase the voltage. And prepare to shock him again. Let's but, try this one yeah. more time. Johnny saved when Eraser and Lee burst in. Eraser with gun drawn. Amazing. And Eraser's like, let's not. And it's like, what? Did you fucking hear what she was yeah, saying? Like, what? It's 15 seconds ago, you heard it? Yeah. He orders everyone up against the wall. Uh, there was one armed get guard. Get down on the floor. Floor. Get down on the floor. There was one armed guard who just instantly surrendered. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't, no, no, I don't I'm not here as, for this. As we've seen, that happens in law enforcement sometimes. Facts. Um, he unstraps Johnny, who's pissed at the medics, <laughs> and takes the guard's gun. Eraser tells him to tie everyone up and keep them secure while he and Lee run off. Back in the security command center, the same creepy IT guy from earlier in the movie detects that the disc is being run. I feel like that dude's working 24-7, man. Yeah, IT guys, yeah. Yeah. D- the, the one IT. 
the, the, at that the time, there was guy, the yeah. IT guy. So Daguerre is not pleased at this information. Head of security says that's impossible that no one has entered the server area. He even calls down and gets the all clear from his men. Daguerre says a racer must have sneaked in and scrambles everyone to converge there. He, he he got through the locked door without anyone seeing it. He dropped it through the fucking, ceiling or something. Fucking invisible. Like fucking Mission Impossible type shit. Yeah, so down in the server room, Morehart seems to have trouble remembering the code to enter. Daguerrean grabs a shotgun and just blasts the lock. That's not how things there's work. There's no way in hell that move makes the door open. Nope. And there's a whole... Would, myth- if anything, it would make it where you're never going to get through yeah, this door again. There's a whole Mythbusters about how that shit basically doesn't work just shoot the keypad and yeah. that's it or seems like a shoot shoot a padlock that's, off. that's a it's flaw like, in the design if that works yeah it's like don't buy that lock anymore so they open the door find the room empty surprise Degaren demands to know what the fuck's going on the it guy says that eraser must be running the disc from a remote terminal which is counter to everything that we know about running the disc at this point yeah so Degaren reminds Morehart that hey Bro, you said that that's impossible. Morehart said <laughs> it is impossible. It's supposed to be. Daguerre anyway. puts a gun to Morehart's head, which draws <laughs> the ire of head security goon. He tells Daguerre, hey, buddy, holster your weapon, to which Daguerre replies, take a hike, Junior. <laughs> he got the drop on him. Like, he sort of grabbed him by the wrist and, like, yeah. put some judo type shit yeah. on him. Head of security, he, he puts him in the same hold that he puts on the on John and... Uh, and uh, bottle rocket. <laughs> yeah. of, John, Facts. John. So he tells uh, the head of security pulls his weapon, starts to turn to Garen around. Garen gets the drop on him, like twists his arm behind his back. Yeah. So you know, some people take things for granted, like the ability to chew solid food. He says oh, the IT guy, nice tough guy line. Yeah. The IT guy interrupts, saying that he can figure out what computer they're using by scanning every terminal in the building, which in <laughs> 1996, I imagine would take. Yeah, you have to go like one by one. <laughs> Computers were not as fast. No. To say the least. So cut to Donahue office. That was um uh the dearly departed in, at James least in Cromwell. this movie, James Cromwell's yeah. character. He's James Cromwell's not dead, thank God. Just obviously, his character Donahue. And obviously the most logical place the most logical place for their computer that would have secret access. Right. Right to the to the server. Why is there not a guard up there? A guard no. on every floor. Or that would be the first place you'd scan if you were going to scan every terminal. Let's start with Donahue's office. Or have a guard on every floor. But anyway, I guess it, it wouldn't have mattered because Eraser would find a way that they wouldn't have seen. Yeah, I did think it was a nice touch that so they had the plywood up on the window like because yeah. obviously they yeah. had just been the suicide Brain in there. Brain residue. Ugh. So yeah, Donahue's office is still barricaded up with crime scene tape. Eraser, seated at Donahue's computer, tells Lee she was right about Donahue leaving himself Back doa, back back just in case. <laughs> Eraser reckons they've got five or six minutes to find what they need. How he knows, no one knows. Nah. He is two finger pounding the keyboard, looking for God knows what, and tells her, uh, "Stop me if you see anything that looks familiar." Why? Watching Schwarzenegger use a computer is like watching a chimp on a typewriter. <laughs> yes. He's just like clack 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 clack. Why would? Why not let Lee have a moment to shine? Right. This is, let her take the reins. She knows what she's looking for. Just stop me if I stumble upon it, Yeah, stop me if I accidentally (laughs) do the right thing. He found the back door. Back door. Get on the floor. It reminds me of that bit in Commando when he was, like, studying the maps. Yes. It was just like, you don't look like you know what you're doing. (laughs) It's near Catalina, I think. What? So, um, meanwhile, Daguerrean is watching the IT guy work. Morehart comes up and tells Daguerre and their FBI agents downstairs that want to talk. 
DeGarren tells Morehart to go talk to the feds and to get rid of them. He also tells Calderon to get a helicopter ready on the roof for a quick getaway. Yeah, He's like, absolutely. Not confidence about this situation. Back up in Donahue's office, Lee spots shady financial transactions and points to a large deposit from a Syrian bank. They see a $52 million deposit from a notorious Russian arms dealer, which they, that makes sense with a Syrian connection. They had a fucking headshot of the guy like, right? in the system. Why which is, would that be? <laughs> but yeah, he, he recognized the dude. Yeah. Um, downstairs, the IT guy narrows down the search for the disc to one of, I've got it narrowed down to 15 in the North Wing. Yeah. DeGarren scrambles all the goons in that direction, tells the IT guy, you've got five minutes to find the right PC. Upstairs, Lee and Eraser uncover a manifest for a delivery of 1,000 of the crazy EM guns that are supposed to ship out of Baltimore Harbor at midnight that night, as it as luck would have it. In a cruel twist of screenwriting, they asked Schwarzenegger to say the word terrorism, and he's just like, there will be a new world era in ter- terrorism. 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 Uh, You're missing some syllables. That's brutal, though. You don't ask Schwarzenegger to say terrorism. You say in terror or something. Floa. At that moment, IT guy downstairs pinpoints the location and radios Daguerrean and the goons that they're in Donahue's office on the 25th floor. He also begins remotely deleting the disk somehow. (laughs) That is not... Is that a thing? You can't remotely delete a CD-ROM. I don't think so. Even, like, there used to be those CD-RWs, the ones you could rewrite on or whatever. Yeah, but you can't remotely do that shit. Oh, my God. Anyway, Eraser scrambles to try to get the disk to eject, but (laughs) He just started manhandling the computer. His his (laughs) own kiss-off line appears on screen. You've just been erased. (laughs) Who the fuck wrote that? Like what did the did the ponytail IT guy write that? How would he have had knowledge of that line? For it to be an inside joke, that that was that was shitty. That was horrible. That was shitty. So gunmen burst in and open fire. Eraser pulls Lee to the floor and Flo- shoots one of the guys in the kneecaps. Then he flings her away and throws a rolling chair at the other guy, knocking <laughs> him down. That was a nice move. He pounces on that guy, but the elevator dings, which never heralds anything good. Every action movie, that's like a thing. It's Ding. always ominous. <laughs> oh, so, shit. yeah, shit ton more guys are on the elevator. Eraser uses the guard as a human shield, pulls the pins on several grenades that are attached to the guy's vest, and kicks him into the elevator with the other guys, which is kind of awesome. That was pretty sweet. It was like straight from the Tango and Cash playbook, right. but it was sweet, though. Um, in a hall, It also felt a little bit like that, a total recall scene yes. for the elevator. So in a hallway, Eraser engages more guys, tells Lee to get back to the ambulance and wait for him there. Alarms. Does he expect her to make it down 25 flights? Well, he showed her the secret way the that secret no one knows about. <laughs> you remember that shoot. Shimmying yeah. down the, the, the trash chute. Yeah, we, the, the secret way. Alarm sound and a large security gate descends from the ceiling, separating Eraser from Lee. I keep wanting to call him Erasure, like the band, like the, the 80s <laughs> yes. group. Um, he yells at her to keep running, and she does, but right into the arms of Daguerrean, wouldn't you know. Mm-hmm. Mentor and protege try shooting at each other, but the gates are bulletproof. Daguerrean puts a gun to Lee's head, tells Eraser to leave him to his business or kill the woman. It was more great work from Khan. <laughs> yeah. Who then, time. like, pistol whipped her right in the face, yeah. man. That was brutal. Yeah. He forces her into a stairwell, leaving a racer pounding the security gate. Suddenly, he hits an idea, idea, brainwave, shoots a sprinkler. The fire alarm goes off, triggering the security gate to lift. He sprints up to the roof just in time to see Calderon and Daguerrean pulling Lee into a helicopter. As it lifts up, the head of security jumps out, attacks a racer, <laughs> and immediately gets his neck broken. I mean, like, 
in like seconds, <laughs> mere seconds. There's a lot of speedy kills in this final bit of the movie, and like rest yeah. in peace, security guy. Yeah. We, we hardly knew you. Yeah, leaving Eraser to watch Hopeless as the chopper flies away with Lee on it. Cut to the ambulance pulling up in the woods where a car is parked to, from earlier. He somehow managed to get out of the Cyrus building. Yeah, no problem. I don't know. This is the third impossible escape of this section of the movie. Like, give us something. Did he like? He could have slid down the elevator cables or something. That would yeah. be hard to get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. With <laughs> it's on so, full with, lockdown. Well, I see a twenty plus. He's 12 killed minus, a few. Yeah, well, he killed an elevator full. So let's say he's killed eight. Even guys. if there's twenty guys left. Yeah. It's like that would be just hard to get out of there when everyone in the building is looking for you. Yeah. So we cut to the ambulance pulling up in the woods where their car from earlier is parked. Somehow mm-hmm. Eraser and Johnny escaped Cyrez. Johnny says he'll have them to Baltimore in 40 minutes, but Eraser says he can't let him come along for this, that he's done it all. This, you've, you've already risked your neck and violated your parole and witness protection and everything else, and I've put you in danger. Now all of a sudden he's concerned about right, Johnny's, safety. Johnny's safety. Yeah, Johnny emotionally says that he still owes Eraser his life, like Chewbacca to Han Solo, and helpfully adds that his cousin, Tony, my, t- my cousin Tony runs the docks in Baltimore and can help him find the right ship. Eraser gives this some thought, then gives a smile, gives Johnny that little head jerk, like telling him to come get in, buddy. Johnny is over the fucking moon, like dad just like like <laughs> his dad just came to pick him up. You were going to Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Eraser slides over. Johnny takes the wheel, and they peel the shit out of there on the way to hopefully save the day. Will they? Time Any, will tell. Anyone's it's anyone's <laughs> guess at this point. These My movies guess is good. Because, these movies are unpredictable. Maybe that's maybe that's another reason why this movie is it. it it lacks in something is because they're the stakes are never high because it's sort of like watching the last season of 24. Whereas like Jack Bauer had become a superhero at that point uh-huh. in, the, in the show. And it was like, he, he became a caricature of the Jack Bauer that they'd been, you know, building. It's what happened and, to John McClane. Yeah. Where it was like the first movie. It's like, Oh, this guy can, could get He's every man. And then by the, whatever the final, Movies of this Die Hard series is just even like harder. Part twelve, he can f- basically fly and he's bulletproof now. You yeah. know, he's yeah, like, crazy. Yeah, th- that's the thing about the movie: the the stakes are never high. We for know anyone, for anyone. We know really. damn well Arnold will save the day and that uh, yeah. that Vanessa Williams is going to be fine. Yeah, man, it, would have been yeah. amazing if she died or something, dude. Yeah, give us something we haven't seen before. Yeah, it's like whoa, <laughs> shocking. Maybe she still will. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. we gave away oh, the shit. ending, plot, people. Plot spoiler. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. But uh, uh, we hope you guys have in, are enjoying this as much as we're enjoying talking about it. Thanks to all of our friends in the last of the Action Heroes yes. podcast network. Thanks to Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage, our number Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we know you guys we're are gonna listening. We're going to send you. We're going <laughs> to respond to your fan mail in good time. Yeah, I keep meaning to text you guys back. Um, I'll, I'll hit you back the in, group the group, chat. in the group <laughs> in the group thread. <laughs> That's amazing. And until then, we'll be back. 